Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right. One more time here. Johnny Mac and I shall tango and uh, get into this Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night football matchup. And I, I open the show and really both segments here so far just talking about uh, from a betting perspective and we'll bring John into the conversation now just from a betting perspective I, I don't know how anyone can walk up to the sports book counter or most likely place a, a bet on your phone and and feel good about the Eagles now up to 11 point favorites at least on FanDuel Sportsbook uh John is that a good bet or is that kind of crazy? I know the Cowboys are that banged up and projected to be that bad, but it's still a big number for a shaky Eagles team. Yeah, it's a real big number for uh, a, what has been to this point. Let's be honest, a pretty bad football team. So I, you know, my advice would be to stay away because <laughs> um, I do expect the Eagles to win easily. Um, for the obvious reasons, and, and Ben DiNucci starting, most likely. Andy Dalton Gold is doubtful, so very unlikely uh, he's going to be able to get through the protocol. So, um, look, they should win this game handily. That's why you see the number exploding. But <laughs> this isn't a good team. It's, if it was uh, a, a undefeated team, if it was the Pittsburgh Steelers, if it was a one-loss team, you would say, okay, yeah, they're going to roll over a wounded Dallas Cowboys team. But, you know, one play, Ryan, I keep going back to that Giants game, one play, 
if if Evan Ingram uh, hauls in a perfect throw, we're yeah. talking about a one five and one football team. Yep. Losing to the New York Giants, and you can imagine how that shifts everything as far as the optimism pessimism scale. Um, so, a- anytime you see a number that big with a bad football team, yeah, I, I certainly don't feel comfortable with it. But if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna force me to make a, a selection, I got to take the Eagles. I, I mean, I don't see what Dallas can do. Um, to keep this game close. It's the third largest spread uh, for NFL Week 8. And that's actually, that's a point I also made earlier tonight, John, is, okay, let's not forget, and I did disclaim it with this, let's just take out the Cowboys for a second. Let's talk Eagles. (laughs) Five-point favorites, four and a half to five, last Thursday against the Giants. And it took a spectacular Herculean, dare I say, effort in the fourth quarter for the Eagles to win that game by one point. The Eagles have also lost outright to the Washington football team. So, And and I know players are coming back, but Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, Jalen Rager, that's a lot of question marks on if they're even going to be able to get through the game and or impact the game. Yeah, I I think that's fair, certainly from Lane's perspective and you know he's so banged up and we've talked about a lot if you're going to let him try to go he's going to try to go doesn't mean he's going to finish uh with uh he's still got the ankle problems and now he's got the sprained MCL on top of it so yeah that's a big question anytime Jason Peters is out there when he's healthy and I put that in quotation he might not finish the game uh, at age 38 so yeah, I mean, Jalen's going to play, and you would think at, at, at some point that the bad luck stops. I mean, that's a guy, we talked to him today on Zoom. It's a guy who never missed a game in high school, never missed a game in college. Um, tough guy, as you see. He's had two injuries already. He always comes back before it's projected. Um, so I do think that bad luck stops at some point, and I, I think he'll be fine. But I think more of the issues with Jalen Rager is, he wasn't playing that well uh, as as a first-round pick. And he had a couple explosive plays, but as far as the consistency part of it, um, he was not playing well. And I think people kind of bury that lead. Uh, so I think that's more the issue. And Dallas Goddard, if he's back, I mean, that's really helpful, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are getting healthier, and that's a positive part as well. And I think long-term, I, I don't see how any way they can lose this division. But as I always say, it's got more to do with the opponents, and that's sort of where I am on this individual game. It's not, it's not about the Eagles. It's about the opponents and, and what can the Dallas Cowboys do with Ben DiNucci at quarterback. I suppose you could hand it off to Ezekiel Elliott, and, and maybe Zeke has – uh, one of those old Zeke games, 150, 160 yards, and they win it that way. But he's not been playing well this season with four fumbles. So it, it's tough to envision a pass for the Cowboys to win this game because their one undeniable strength is the receivers. 
But receivers, by definition, need a vehicle to get them the football. So that kind of takes them out of the game. And and one more just side note here. 70% chance of rain with winds potentially up to 20 miles an hour. That could be an equalizer, if nothing else. Yeah, that, that you know, bad weather. But I, I do think uh, unless you get up to really – it's strong winds and 35, 40 mile an hour winds. NFL quarterbacks tend, and certainly ones at the level uh, of Carson Wentz, they can cut through uh, that kind of wind. So I, I mean, the rain always, if it if it's torrential, but I don't think it's supposed to be torrential. Uh, a slick football could certainly impact the game. I think more dramatically than than that kind of wind. So. I don't know if that's going to have that big of an impact. Um, and, and I, yeah, I, I, I keep defaulting. You know, to me, it's stop Zeke Elliott, and and you're going to stop the Cowboys offensively. And we we haven't even gotten to their defense, which is giving up 35 points a game. So <laughs> that's a concern as well. All right. So let's. You know, you, you mentioned Ben DiNucci. What? Let's put on your Mike McCarthy hat, and it could even be your Jim Schwartz hat here. It goes both ways with this question. How do you set him up for success with a depleted offensive line on the road? Um, and I could name ten more things, but I'll stop there. Like, what's what's a recipe yeah, for success? Not, None? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, well, I think it is well, just what I said. I mean, you want to run the football, run it consistently, run it early, run it well. You want to shorten the game. You want to stay ahead of the sticks. You want third and short, third and two, third and three. Um, the minute you get to third and long, it's going to be really, really difficult. Um, I, I think the last seven round, seventh round quarterbacks to start were Ryan Fitzpatrick and Gus Verratt, and I think they were combined 0-9. I mean, it, you know, if <laughs> – and by the way, both of those guys turned out to be credible NFL quarterbacks down the line in their careers. So I'm not saying uh, Ben DiNucci can't turn into a, a credible NFL quarterback. It's happened before. I, as By those two names, you can see it. But it's not going to happen early in his career. It's not going to happen in his first start. I, I guess if you want to spin it as positive as possible from a Cowboys perspective, you can say, well, Andy Dalton was playing pretty poorly. It can't be much worse than that. Yeah. And maybe you just throw it up to those receivers. You know, throw some fades, throw some back shoulder stuff. The Eagles don't have great corners outside of Darius Slay. Let let Michael Gallup, let C D Lamb you think play is going to um, travel with Amari Cooper, just throw it up to those guys and kind of see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I picture it. I, I just pretend to be extremely negative for a second. Sometimes I don't have to do much pretending um, and say, I can just picture myself here at 930 on Sunday night saying, of course, Ben DiNucci is slicing this team up right now. <laughs> like, he, he he does what you're saying. Early in the game, the secondary doesn't expect it. 
Maybe they bring some pressure or attempt to, and he throws a couple deep balls. They connect. Next thing you know, it's 10 nothing Dallas. Now the Eagles are on their heels. Like, this can go a lot of different ways. I'm just hesitant when I look at the double-digit number. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It is an NFL team. I always say that. It's not like college. In college, you know, if Clemson has a a typical season or Alabama has a typical schedule, you know there's five, six games on it where they're just going to boat race teams. They're just going to destroy them, and the opponent literally has no chance. That does not happen in the NFL. Everybody's got a chance. Everybody's got good players. Uh, for all the issues with the Dallas Cowboys, think about the names we're throwing out there. Ezekiel right. Elliott, Amari Cooper, uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup. We, we, we haven't even brought up Zach Martin's going to be back. So even though Teron Smith and Lyle Collins are out, their tackles are bad, You know that's one of the best two or three guards in football. As bad as their defense has been, you know who DeMarcus Lawrence is, and you better know. <laughs> um Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderess, Xavier Woods. These are all really, really good football players. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would, again, I go back to the beginning of this conversation, I would not go near this game because the Eagles aren't good enough for that number and the Cowboys have so many issues starting with the quarterback position. But I, I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable um no, I, I think it has, as I said, I think the Eagles are going to win the football game because it's got more to do with the opponent. But I don't trust the Eagles at all, nor should anyone. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's that's the bottom line. But um, tempting to bet on it, of course. It's in the national spotlight. So let's get a quick injury report, John, and then I want to uh, just to tease what's after that. Some player props, key matchups, and then John's score. But first, let's start with uh, the final injury update. Well, the biggest injury is, is Miles Sanders wasn't able to practice all week. He's already been ruled out. Uh, I think on the positive side, uh, the best news is Lane Johnson's going to give it a go, as we all kind of knew he would. Uh, and we'll see uh, if he can finish the game. I think that's the more important part of that. Also, Malik Jackson's going to be back. Uh, so that's a positive, especially since you've lost to Son Ridgeway, so you need that depth at, at defensive tackle. Um, perhaps we talked about the receivers, although I don't know if the quarterback can get him the football. Cravon LeBlanc is, is a late sort of addition, got hurt at practice this week on Thursday. He's not going to be able to play. Um, and then you mentioned all the guys who weren't even on the injury report because technically they're still on injured reserve. Uh, but Jalen Rager's going to be back. He's been cleared to play. Uh, Jason Peters is going to be back. Um, he's been cleared to play. Um, uh, T.J. Edwards is going to be back. And then the question, the iffy one, is Dallas Goddard. Um, I could see the Eagles being cautious because, remember, after this game, it's their bye week. So they could buy him an extra, essentially an extra two weeks uh, by holding him out. So I think he's the one iffy uh, player. But i got to be honest, from seeing him at practice, he looks ready to go. So 
he might even be back. And the Eagles are getting healthier at, at the right time, and, and that's that's certainly a positive. I want to ask you about Lane Johnson here real quick because, you know, disclaimer, I, I don't believe this. Like, I'm, I love how he fights through everything and how tough he is, and he's getting out onto that field no matter what, at least trying to get out there and stay out there. Are you surprised at how the Eagles have handled him? Um, you know, is it smart how they've handled him if you're just trying to look big picture and long term with jeopardizing a, a potential future or, or no? I, I think – uh, I would be more cautious. Uh, I don't. I don't think I. I bring pretty consistent with that. I mean, even before he sprained his MCL with the ankle injury, he had that tightrope ankle surgery in late August, and he was back in week two, and really uh, was trying to fight to play in the season opener at Washington. But uh, on the bus drive down, his ankle uh, started to swell. Um, and that's been a consistent problem uh, when he was out in San Francisco. I remember, he had to leave the game because of the swelling and the, and the, the pain-killing injection uh, didn't go to the right spot early. And he was able to fight through it and get another one and come back and play. Um, I, I mean, part of it was the Eagles had so many injuries on the offensive line Uh Remember, they were down to Jason Kelsey at one point. Uh, everybody was out. Uh, once Isaac Samalo got hurt, um, once Jason Peters got hurt, um, it, it, it was just a mess, and they needed that veteran presence on the field. Now, you know, JP's going to be back, uh, and I know people are unhappy with that, but he's going to be back. Um, and it's a veteran presence, a veteran player. Um, I don't want to say Nate Herbig has solidified himself, but he's played well enough to where nobody on the Eagles coaching staff or, or front office worries about him. Uh, he's going to be competent, and that's one of the, the positive developments uh, around the team this year, and I wrote about that at SI.com today. So they've calmed down at least some of the issues. And I just mentioned what I mentioned with Dallas Goddard. You know, you got a bye week coming up. This is a perfect opportunity uh, to get Lane a, a little bit of rest to calm down both things, not only the ankle but the knee. But guess what? They don't have Jack, Jack Driscoll either. So you would be down to your third right tackle, um, and, and that would probably be Jordan Mailata flipping over. Um, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe it's not. I know everybody wants Jordan to play left tackle instead of Jason Peters. I, I would be more cautious with Lane Johnson personally, and and because I I know him well enough to know he's always going to say yes. Yeah. And sometimes you have to save the player from himself. I I truly believe that. Yeah, and and typically, especially in this era, teams are certainly not afraid to do that. But with him. It's uh, seemed to have been a different story. All right, so let's let's get into the key matchups, and I'm going to give you the first one, and you can touch on anything else. But everyone is talking about the Eagles' defensive line against 
the Cowboys offensive line and how depleted it is, which is something you've already mentioned. Yeah, I, especially at tackle. And typically it's it, much like what happened to the Eagles. Incredible attrition uh, on that Cowboys offensive line and what has typically been a strength for them for seemingly ever uh, is now a mess. And that's what happens. You, you lose Teron Smith, who arguably is the best left tackle in football. Maybe not what he once was, but certainly at worst in the top five. And then Lael Collins on the other side hadn't played at all this season. That's a top ten player at right tackle. Uh, and the guys they have in there just can't play. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it, it's interesting because I say, you know, Dak Prescott was having a heck of a season, and part of that is due to the talent uh, of, the, of the receivers they do have. Uh, but they're still, as we're sitting here, uh, entering this game, they are the number one rated passing offense in the NFL. Uh, and that's because all of the Dak Prescott games before he got hurt. Uh, but that's how successful they were throwing the football. And that was without their right tackle and with Teron Smith getting injured uh, in the midst of that. Uh, so they could throw it uh, and, and they could score points that were just getting outscored in shootouts because of how bad their defense was. But Brandon Graham's having a great season. Uh, Derek Barnett is playing well now. Jack Sweat is playing well. And, and Vinny Curry's back, and he was pretty impactful uh, against the Giants. So that should be a, a big advantage uh, for the Eagles. What are some other key areas matchup-wise uh, that you're zeroing in on, and to throw in, are there any of them that the Cowboys have the edge in? Well, I, I do think, uh, and and what I said, I think it's pretty evident. I mean, Mike McCarthy is, let's be honest, he's not a, a bells and whistles coach. He's not going to be the guy. He's not Sean McVay. He's not going to. Uh, he's not going to be the illusion of complexity guy. He's going to going to line up in 11 personnel and that's what the Cowboys use essentially 80% of the time and if they're not in that they're in 12 91% I think is the number so they're just going to line up and play and as with a seventh string uh, with seventh round uh, draft choice as a quarterback rookie quarterback and Ben DiNucci they're going to run the football with Ezekiel Elliott so I think it starts and remember, they do have Zach Martin back. Um, and that's one of the two or three best guards in football. Uh, he's going to try to play at least, and we'll see how that goes. But So I do think it's a big game for uh, the interior and, and also T.J. Edwards because Nate Gary's not going to play, and Eagles fans are happy about that. He was put on injured reserve. But those guys got to stop the run first and foremost. And we know Fletcher Cox is Fletcher Cox. Um, forget about the sacks. He's playing at a high level. He always plays at a high level. But Javon Hargrave has not played well, certainly not up to what he played in Pittsburgh. Maybe that's because of the injuries. He didn't have an offseason, didn't have a training camp, all that. Uh, he has not played well. He's got to play better because Hassan Ridgeway's not there, and Malik Jackson is, is banged up. So 
the Eagles need to stop the run, and if they do that, they're gonna they're gonna be in good shape. What type of game do you expect from number eleven, Carson Wentz? You look at his total passing yards on DraftKings: two fifty and a half is the over under number. Uh, rushing yards from Carson Wentz: nineteen and a half, uh, one and a half over under for passing touchdowns. Is this? a big type of game that you're expecting from Carson or just a let's get it done, no mistakes type of game? Well, I hope there's no mistakes. That's always the goal, and especially the Eagles have turned it over. These are two teams. Remember, early in the season, the Eagles were uh, really bad. They were last in the NFL in turnover ratio. Now the Cowboys are. and Part of that is uh, the Zeke Elliott fumbles, as I mentioned, which are very uncharacteristic. Uh, and they're minus 13. So uh, clean game pretty much guarantees the Eagles are going to win this thing. Uh, you'd like to see some style points simply because, as I mentioned, the Cowboys give up 34.7 points per game. So um, you should be able to get some big plays. I, I think they expect you know, it's interesting when you have this uh, and you look at the Cowboys on paper and you say, wow, look at their linebacker. Look at Jalen Smith and look at Leighton Vanderesh. And, you know, it almost works against you because you expect too much out of those guys. And there's not a linebacker in this league that if you uh, get a matched up on a receiver – or, or one of these talented tight ends you see in the NFL, they're going to they're, they're gonna get beat. And I think that's been one of the Cowboys' problems. They put too much on the plate of, of their linebackers. Uh, the pass rush hasn't been there. They just traded Everson Griffin. That hasn't worked out. So Marcus Lawrence is playing well. He's sort of their Fletcher Cox. Like if you watch him on film, he's just a great player, but it's not – it hasn't translated into sacks yet. Uh, so, you know, their best pass rusher is Alden Smith. He's been out of the league for three years. <laughs> uh, so that's been a disaster. And then their corners have been terrible. And remember, they lost Byron Jones in free agency. And I think Trevon Diggs, and that's the brother of Stephon Diggs, he's a, a rookie second-round pick. I think he's going to be really good couple years down the line, but got to take advantage of them while you can. All right, John, so here's the moment we've been waiting for. Uh, your final word for Eagles-Cowboys prediction and score prediction. Uh, I do have the Eagles winning rather easily, uh, 31-13, uh, uh, but I, you know, I said at the beginning I said it in the middle, and I'll say it at the end now, Ryan. That has more to do with the Cowboys than the Eagles. Yeah. So if you are, if you do want to bet this game, I would stay away. But if if you put the proverbial gun to my head, I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win it pretty easily. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, it just seems like it's that type of game where the Cowboys are that banged up. It seems like there's some turmoil in the locker room and off the field. And what's Ben DiNucci? I guess we'll find out Sunday night. But all signs point to Philly getting a win somewhat easily. And I hope that is the case, John. 
Yeah, and oh, I have a personal announcement before I go, Ryan. Wow. Okay. I, 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 I have decided I will not return to the NBA as a general manager or president of basketball operations. <laughs> I'm taking my name out of the running. What do you mean, return? Oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to cover the NBA, oh, okay. so I, I'm, I, I will not return to the league. How about Sam saying, uh... <laughs> "What what gall?" That was the point. That I know. Yeah. What gall of this guy? Nobody wants him. Nobody has offered him a job, and he's out there saying, "Oh, by the way, I'm not going to return to the NBA." Yes, you would. Uh, well, in he a, said in a half that. A second. He said that, and he also said. I don't think it's a good hire when talking about Daryl Morey. I think it's a great hire. <laughs> thanks, Sam. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Uh, <laughs> it, it probably is a great hire, but not because it is. Sam said. Yeah, not because Sam said. I almost tweeted, like, quote tweeted it and said, well, we have Sam's approval. Thank God. Um, <laughs> he was a little bit blackballed, though, if I have to defend him. Well, he was blackballed because, yeah, but he's not blackballed in the way you're saying it. He's blackballed because nobody wants him. Yes, so if yeah. you consider that uh, blackballed, yes, if you do well. a poor job and people think you do a poor job, <laughs> you don't get a second opportunity. I'm not sure that's blackballed. <laughs> well, to be fair, and we only have like two or three minutes. I wish we had more time. Um, <laughs> you know, the the league did step in and said you're out. You know, here's the Colangelos, and yes. well, the other league, franchises don't in. want to touch that's them. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. The league <laughs> stepped in because you're such yeah. an abject disaster and a black eye on the league. They stepped in. They don't do that often. No, and they don't do that often. No, they don't. Yep, it's it's fair. <laughs> it's certainly fair. Well, let's see what um. Daryl Morey and and the gang now can can bring to Philly. Sam Cassell joining the bench. I like that too. Yeah, well, and by the way, I'll throw some Phillies talk in there today. How okay. can Andy McPhail say, "Oh, you can't hire GM"? Who's going to want to come be a GM because of the pandemic and uproot their life in the same city <laughs> where the Sixes have brought in Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers? Sam Cassell, right. Jameer Nelson. <laughs> How many people have agreed to come to the Sixers? And he's saying he can't get it. Uh, it's amazing. This, this for a while, yeah. For a while, the Sixers were the leader in the clubhouse for running the the franchise and the books, so oh, yeah. to speak, into the ground. Now it's the Phillies. They're about to lose JT and. Who knows what's going to happen with Bryce and the bullpen, and they're a mess. And McPhail needs to go, and he never will. Yeah, because he doesn't. He doesn't want. He's got one year left on his deal, and that's what that is about. Cause, yeah. Uh, if if they hire a a good GM, he's out the door. So right. Yeah, one more year, <laughs> and then he's out. One more year of uh, five hundred. I, I I thought it was interesting how he spun that on the same week the Sixers brought in. <laughs> I don't know, seven people now? <laughs> right. <laughs> Between front office people, coaches, assistant coaches, they're bringing in everybody. And, and I, I applaud the Sixers for turning that around and getting so many Me too. Uh, impactful people uh, for the organization. Uh, and for him to say at the exact same time they're doing it, it, it was just – it showed 
that he has no idea what's going on, obviously, and and that is probably indicative of, of both levels in, in actual life and probably in baseball <laughs> as well. Yep. It's uh, it's classic Philly. Well, John, we're up against it, but I appreciate it. Throwing in some Sixers and Phillies talk with John McMullen. You get it and all. You get it all with Johnny Mack. And I'll be joining him uh, tomorrow, just producing back of scenes a little bit on extending the play uh, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. So make sure you tune in to that. Johnny Mack, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Ryan. You'll be involved. I always get Rich involved. You'll be involved. <laughs> oh, get boy. ready. Get your popcorn ready, people. 31-13, John McMullen says. One hour down. Live in the Prop Swap Studios. You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.